0: Hi, this is John Salarco, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast.
1: Hello, well, that was utterly diabolical, wasn't it? I knew we had the odd poor performance in us, but I would never have seen such a capitulation coming given that we went in at half time a goal up against Coventry on Saturday. The manager made some odd tactical decisions and we well and truly had our arses handed to us. Morse is here with me, plus making his podcast debut, we welcome Sam Cole to the team in this baptism of fire. Fork off, my name is Matt Waclair and this is your Fulham Focus podcast. Um, firstly Sam, welcome to the show. Good to have you here, mate.
2: Thank you. It's really great to be here making my making my debut. Unfortunately, the performance didn't wasn't one to match.
1: <laughs> if when we organise to have you on we get thrashed next time, then you're never coming on again. So just watch out for that, alright? Um <laughs> cool. I don't even know where to start with this one. A penny for your thoughts, mate.
2: It was very poor. I thought the first half wasn't too bad, but we never looked in real control. I think Coventry were coming at us. Uh we didn't really have a uh, a good grip on the game. We missed Seri. Onima wasn't really doing the same job because Seri was just, just dictates the play so well. And we just didn't play as well as we have been this season. Ever since the last international break, we've been really inconsistent. The other night against Swansea, I thought that had changed. But no, we were poor. The second half was shambolic. We didn't fight. We were outplayed, outfought, outthought. And yeah, I thought it was a bit of a shambles, to be honest. Uh yeah, can't
0: agree, uh, can't disagree with that. It was uh, an almighty shit show from the moment that second half kicked off. Uh, it's it was weird that first half we were you know, obviously we were one nil up, but we didn't look in control of the game at all. Um, I think our style of play, because we had nice, slick, quick passing movement, uh, those weather conditions were horrendous, and I think we just didn't adapt our game well enough. To contend with it, we thought we could play that style of football um, and keep control of it. Essentially, we couldn't. And in that second half, as soon as that Gazaliga pass, uh, you know, his hospital pass to Ream, it just showed that it was sort of it was all over the place, and their heads dropped, and it was just all round awful. I mean, it's kind of really, you know, given its our. Job on this podcast to put into words. It's quite hard to put into words because it was just that bad. And when you see the sort of goals that they scored, I mean, obviously the penalty was a bit contentious, but you know, we just we didn't deserve to win. And commentary were very well organised. They, you know, hit us on the break very well. They basically did to us what we've done to quite a few teams this season. And it's just a shame that we couldn't put in a performance uh, like we did against Swansea yesterday given the fact that we'd had the same amount of recovery time we'd come off the back of a 3-1 win they'd come off the back of a 5-0 hammering and so it's really sort of it's confusing really as to sort of how that happened yesterday um but it did and we just have to sort of get on with it and put it down as a bit of a uh, anomaly in the season hopefully
1: before we carry on mate I just wanted to ask you really quickly about the the Jimmy Hill thing that happened before the game I had every intention of rocking up to the uh, to the statue before the game as uh, as Tom said was going to happen at 12 o'clock but just getting from Coventry station to the ground on the world's slowest bus in Saturday lunchtime traffic was was just a nightmare so we ended up being quite late but how was it I saw your little face in the photo yeah, my little face was there. It was, it was nice. It was you know, a good mix of uh, fans there. It was,
0: as I said, getting from Coventry to the stadium uh, in the pissing rain was, it was, you know, there's so much traffic around. It was, you know, trying to do anything quickly yesterday was difficult. Uh, but it was good to have everyone together, a nice little sort of moment um, around the statue. It was a great statue, actually. Uh, you see so many statues these days that look like spitting image characters of the person they're trying to sort of represent. Uh, but this one's actually really good. And, you know, it's a nice little photo op. Put it done with it being uh, not torrential rain, but there you go. Uh, so, no, it was a, a good little get together, a good sort of way to, you know, uh, remember uh, a great man, actually. Yeah. And they did a nice bit of half time
1: as well, didn't they? On the, on the well, screen. They, so. they did. We couldn't see it, though. We were, we were stood behind the screen, weren't we? we could bloody see you it. You could hear it. Yeah, it, was yeah nice could it. Radio piece. It, it sounded great. Yeah, it sounded superb. Um, anyway, let's come back on to this game then. So Marco Silva made two major changes to the start eleven, replacing Jean-Michel Serry with Josh Onoma and then Tosin with Alfie Mawson. Any idea what the thinking is behind these changes? I think it's really strange to disrupt a, a settled centre-back pairing and to leave out one of our best players as well. And it's clearly both tactical as both players are on the bench. It's a move that, if it comes off, then it could be seen as a masterstroke. But it clearly didn't, so we have to ask Sam, what the hell was Silver playing out with that one
2: or those two? It was a, it was definitely a strange decision. Bear in mind, both players had just come off of good games against Swansea. I, I think the changes were strange. However, we still should have won with the team he put out there. I think that's key to say. Yes, they just he may have disrupted a very solid centre back pairing. And yes, we miss Sarri dictating in the midfield. But Onoma is brilliant at this level. We've seen several times what he can do, including the playoffs the last time. His goal gets Cardiff superb. And Mawson came off a really solid season at Bristol City. He is He's a good centre-back when he's fit. But neither of them, I would say, had great games yesterday. Mawson was very sloppy in possession a lot of the time. And Onoma, well, the, the, the goal that we conceded with him and Ream's mix-up was, was just so stupid, and I can't believe we conceded from that. But it was, it was strange making those changes, especially when we've now got an international break. It's not as if we've got loads of a line of fixtures after this, but we've actually got a break. So it's not as if it was going to be uh, resting them for, like, Saturday, because we're now not playing, I think, for two weeks. So... Was a bit of a strange one. However, I do feel like we should have won with the team we put out there, despite the changes.
0: Uh, yeah, as you say, you know, it's it's not like we've got another game on Tuesday. Uh, that's it's you see, sort of uh, squad, uh, bit of squad reshuffle, uh, team reshuffles in the championship because of the hectic schedule, but. Seri didn't need to be dropped unless, you know, obviously we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe he was sort of carrying a bit of a niggle. Maybe he was just. Maybe he was knackered. But in games like this, when you have a two-week break, sure, he's got to go off to the Ivory Coast now, but that's not our problem. You know, the he needs to be playing for us because essentially he's one of the sort of best players in our team, if not the best player, te- technically. And he adds so much to the midfield, especially at this level, that having him in there is integral to how we play. Now, Harrison Reed did a you know, he did his best yesterday and he was good, but I mean, he can't carry the team on his own. And having Onoma with him, uh, just didn't work. Uh, it that's not to say that it won't work, but yesterday Onoma was terrible, I thought. And his lack of communication with Ream for that first goal was awful. I mean, Ream did well to essentially get control of the, the pass from Gazaniga then Olima runs straight into him. I mean, that's a complete lack of awareness on his part. Um, And, you know, in terms of the Tosin change, the only thing I can think of was the fact that Tosin made that, essentially made that mistake for the goal against Swansea and Mawson came um, and Mawson had played well when he'd come into the team. So perhaps it was just a, you know, performance based reshuffle in that case. But you know, the, the that one doesn't bother me as much. I think everyone was a bit sloppy yesterday because of the conditions. And, uh, you know, Seri uh, was just, you know, he was a glaring miss. But the other one that I want to talk about and um, may touch on is the Robinson-Brian switch. Now, I know that Brian picked up an injury uh, midweek, may not have been fully fit, but then perhaps Robinson wasn't either. I think yesterday's performance by Robinson has really um, set the marker for putting Brian back in the team moving forward, at least the next few games, because that performance was so bad yesterday. And I think he knew it. There were a couple of times that he misplaced the ball and you could see on his face, it was just like, oh God, not again. And so I think we need Brian back in there. He's the left-back option that will put balls in for Mitro and do the job that we want from him, whereas Robertson clearly
1: can't. You just reminded me, actually, about um Anthony Robinson persisting persisting with giving the ball away yesterday, and I just remember my right eardrum being a bit damaged from Wiggo shouting <laughs>
2: "fuck, Sake"
1: constantly over and over again every time he did it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was quite funny. Actually, you got to, you got to laugh, haven't you? Otherwise, you just bloody cry. Um, I was doing it as well, but my, uh, your ears are at my mouth level, so I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, my, um, my, my left nipple's slightly damaged as well from, from that as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you were doing there, actually, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, it goes without saying that Coventry were ruthless. They had five shots on target all game, scored four goals, and very nearly scored the other one of their chances, but for a, a good fingertip saved by Paulo Um But we created just one shot on target all game, and even that
2: was from distance from Bobby Reid. Where did we go so wrong in attack? To be honest, I don't think that Deckard over Reed and Wilson had their best games yesterday. I think credit where credits due. In that first half, Nayskins Cabano put a shift in. He was a live wire on the left hand side. He was beating his man and whipping balls almost every time he had the opportunity to. He got the assist for the goal. I think Cabano, first half anyway, played really well. Second half, he Everyone just went quiet and he hauled off after 68 minutes. But I think credit where credit's due, Cabado played well in the first half. But of the other two creative slash attacking midfielders, Wilson and Deckard Overead, I don't think they had their best games. We created nothing for Mitrovic. When we had have a striker with his pedigree at this level, we have to create him chances because he'll do what he did against Swansea where he'll score some fantastic goals and carry us up the league if we get creating the chances. But if we're not, then we'll just leave him isolated, which I thought he looked very isolated against Coventry yesterday. So I think it was not necessarily Cabano, but I don't think that Onoma, when he pushed forward, was poor. Deckard overreed, I don't think, has had his best game. And Harry Wilson wasn't as effective from the right-hand side as he previously has been. Do you think it's just a case, though, of, you know, we, we can sit here and we can blame
1: ourselves. And Marco Silva said after the game that he, he blames he blames us for the fact that we lost the game. But the fact that the turning point of the game came right after half-time and it was a mistake, it was an individual mistake by Josh Onomer, of course. But then after that, Coventry just smelt blood and we couldn't get ourselves back into the game. We just couldn't get on the ball. I think.
0: Um... You Know were, the momentum was with them, obviously scoring straight after half time. I did the and to be fair, they played quite well in the first half as well. So they weren't, it wasn't a complete change of pace as well, uh, as such, but they, you know, they came out and they knew they had to attack us, and they did. Um, and so obviously scoring within the first minute and then scoring their second within three minutes. And the you know, albeit you know, it was a it wasn't a full stadium by any means. But their crowd's pretty good. You know, they, they made some decent noise in that place. And I think, you know, obviously they got behind them and it really drove them on. And yeah, the goals were sloppy for the most part. Uh, their third goal was quite a you know, great strike, but the, uh, it was, you know, crap defending all round. Um, and yeah, we just couldn't get, our, couldn't get our foot in the ball. And you say Harry Wilson didn't have his best game. He hasn't had a great game for a couple of games now um i think you know again maybe this international break is going to help but obviously he's off to wales um and you know i think some of our players just need a bit of a bit of a lie down for a bit uh, just to sort of get themselves refreshed uh but you know the way the football works that's not really going to happen you know they get their break in may june it's sort of like but we need we need some of these players to go away come back refreshed and get back to the, you know, the way that we were playing at the beginning of the season. Um, yes. So hopefully, and hopefully uh, Marco Silva won't get a manager of the month again, because obviously that's uh, killed us. since. That. It's
1: yeah. always a curse, isn't it? I mean, even, even the goal we did score was an own goal. Kyle McFadzian, Kyle McFadzian, is that how you say his name? Who cares? It's a cracking little header into the bottom corner. We all thought Metro had <laughs> got it, didn't we? Until... Uh, until it became obvious that he didn't. But at half time, I, I didn't really see what was about to happen at all. I, I remember right before the equaliser, I think I turned and said to you, if we can get a second goal here, this could be quite a fun afternoon. And and I thought we probably would go on and get a second goal. There weren't really any, any warning signs, were there? It just all of a sudden we made that mistake and bang, it changed.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, that that's, that, that that's is it, exactly. isn't it? With, um, with games like that, you do need to get a second goal to kill it off. But as soon as Coventry equalised, our heads dropped massively and they got all this a you know, huge amount of belief in their play and, you know, they're a very well organized team. Mark Robbins, I think it's Mark Robbins, isn't it? The manager? Yeah. Uh, he's done a very good job there. And obviously they, they found our weakness very quickly. They capitalized on the conditions and made us look like a really Crap team and you know a lower lower half of the championship team as opposed to you know theory should be uh, top two.
2: To be honest, I think we were fortunate to get that goal awarded in the first place. I think if we'd have scored that goal in the Premier League, I think we could have seen it chalked out um, after a VAR decision because Mitrovic was all over the centre back. He he was he was properly wrestling him, and I, I think. Honestly, it would have been disallowed in the prem, but no, like they also had a fortunate penalty decision. So swings and roundabouts. Really, we didn't deserve anything from the game. I mean, the we we got a goal, but we didn't build on it, which is the most frustrating thing. Because honestly, I was sitting there at halftime as well, thinking we could we could really uh, we could really do well in the second half because. You know, 1-0, Coventry's heads could have been down, but no, they came out the second half fighting the hardest and that's definitely the most frustrating thing.
1: You know, when, uh, when Fulham go a goal up, it's always, it puts us in a really good position, obviously because we're a goal up, but... Other teams have to then stretch themselves to try and get themselves back into the game, which should leave them open. Which means we've got the players to to play around them and use our pace to get in behind teams and then go and go and uh, and kill the game off. That's that's why it's so good when we get our when, when we get our noses in front. But it just didn't happen. We've talked about the first goal. or sorry, there, Coventry first goal already. I think some of the blame has to go to Gazaniga as well for a really crap pass that he played out to Tim Ream, which meant that he had to stretch for the ball anyway. And then Tim Ream's turned round and Josh has just got in his way. We know. There's that, we've only got ourselves to blame for that one. The second goal was the penalty, which you guys have both alluded to already. Um, I remember we were sat in the pub after the game with with a couple of the other lads, Morgs, and I was I was adamant that it was a penalty. It felt at the time mm. like Anthony Robinson had gone straight underneath that guy, sent him up in the air, and, and I was arguing with everyone. I, I think I was arguing with Matt Dom in the team chat saying, definite penalty, and he was going, no, it wasn't, it wasn't. I was like, no, that's definitely a penalty. I've seen it again. Diving bastard, never a penalty. Yeah. But it was it was a dive.
0: He saw Robinson's leg come out, and he went straight over it. He mm. saw that, but also Robinson shouldn't have been dangling his leg there in the first place. Mm. It was a rubbish attempt at a challenge. But yeah, he was a diving bastard, and he you know, say Sam, you know, if we had VAR, then it would have been chalked off. But it's championship referees, and we've spoken about them before. Uh, they're not great at the best of times. And he was he was fooled into that one. So, what can you do? I mean, yes, Robinson's, Robinson should have put his foot uh, leg there, but at the same time, proper striker instinct, wasn't it? Just uh, get that penalty at all costs, even if it does make you look like a cheating twat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear. Well, the third goal. Can you can you blame anybody for that one? Um, it was the goal of the game, wasn't it, Sam? It was a, a cracking strike into the top corner. I think on another day, you might expect the goalkeeper to get a fingertip to it. Um, but it was just the pace that beat him, wasn't it? And is it Matson who scored it? On loan from bloody Chelsea, isn't he?
2: Yeah, it is a frustrating one, especially to concede to a Chelsea loanee. But yeah, it was a great strike, to be honest. Uh, the only person who really blame, it's not even really blame, O'Doy could have maybe closing down Chris uh Closing down better, but that's being really critical. No, I, I,
1: I thought that as well. Actually, I agree with you. If you're paid however many thousands of pounds a week, you have to take a ball in the bollocks every now and then, and not mm. turn your back and dive out the way of it. Stand up, and that ball doesn't doesn't go past. But he's he's turned his back and got out the way of it. Essentially, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, it is it is frustrating, but it's a great strike. You can't take that away from him. Mm. I think that Matson was a massive threat for us the whole game. Odoi wasn't certain defending against him. He popped up in the box quite a lot for a wing-back. His um, movement and positioning all game was sensational, even if he did lack a lot of end product, I mean, until the goal, which he took very well. But there were a few times where he mishit crosses and things. But the positions he was in for that, he, he did really well with. But, yeah, his goal he took really well. No one apart from maybe O'Doy for not closing him down, could you attribute blame for them?
1: And the fourth goal, Morgs, it was a good ball in, wasn't it? But it was just far too easy. It's
0: far too easy. Uh Gazzaniga didn't cover himself in glory on that one. Um he kind of just fell over to his right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, he obviously just got wrong footed and what can you do? But it's uh in a way it just trickled in, kind of some. I think it was the perfect fourth goal to concede. Because it was just so, <laughs> it was such a pathetic little goal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just watching it, it's just like and you see it, just slow motion going in. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, yeah. what is this? And yeah, I just, yeah, it. I kind of, at three one down, I thought maybe if we got that uh, second gong, we might have a bit of a chance. But when that goes in, it's just like I've never left early from a game, but that was the closest I've probably come to doing so for a, a good while.
1: And Then you've got that absolute bell end in the blue rain Mac every time they score giving it giving it large in front of his you can only assume it was his daughter as well um wonder if he made yeah, it that out was a of weird life. one that was that was that yeah. was that
0: was uh it started off as a little bit of banter I think, and then it just suddenly turned into, I, I, this isn't very nice i don't feel like i don't like this uh um, yeah. you know was, if he was, was, was if he was with a bunch of sort of like you know piss heads and he was just there sort of like you know giving it large and sort of taking it back and stuff. but it was yeah. he had his kid or you know his friend's kid or whatever next to him yeah. it's like okay can you stop when the police have to come over to you and tell you to sort of calm down and then he's got a, a steward parked next to him for the rest of the game yeah it's like it, it just i hope you yeah, go home and maybe just take a look at yourself mate
1: there was a proper angry mob of fulham fans down the bottom um trying to trying to get at him as well weren't there it was a little bit unnecessary there's nothing but, like uh, a bit of middle class anger is there Yeah, that's very true. Very (laughs) true. Uh, After the game, Marco Silva apologised to the fans. He said, and I'm not going to do the accent, uh, (laughs) it's something that I don't like to say, but I have to apologise to our fans. The second half was wrong. Everything was all wrong from the beginning to the end. We controlled the first half, which I'm not sure I agree with that, but um, scored early and they didn't create many chances apart from some corners. We tried to change something during halftime to explore the space we knew they can create with their organisation. And after that, everything went wrong. I mean." I guess we forgive him, Sam, do we? But where do we go now from here? This will be a shit couple of weeks to stew on the result, won't it?
2: Well, I'm hoping that an international break disrupted our form last time. Hopefully an international break uh, gets us back to the form we showed at the beginning of the season this time. Because we do need a good few weeks to look at ourselves and and analyse what has gone wrong in these few games. We've lost to clubs we shouldn't be losing to and i'm not sure silvers had stuff to blame in other games but i'm not sure how much he is to blame in this game he named a starting 11 that probably should have won today so i'm not sure how much uh, blame we can attribute with him but yeah we do need to look at ourselves and come out uh, after the international break important game with QPR we cannot lose that so we do need to come out of the international break with a, a fresh fire in our bellies and uh, some a
0: better quality, to be honest. Well, I mean, actually, in the pub afterwards yesterday, was, when we were talking to um, Cameron from Fulhamish, not to promote someone else's show, but you know, he was. His comment was, um, "Silver pretty much set a pretty unhelpful tone after the uh, Swansea game by saying the players were tired or fatigued. Uh, it doesn't really set you up for a, a great performance a couple of days later. Yes, they're tired. It's hard." Um, you know, scheduled to have to deal with especially in sort of the style that we play but you've got to suck it up don't go making these comments about it because we all know that the championship is mad in that res- in that respect you just have to go about it and you know realize that other teams are doing the same thing as i said you know coventry played exactly the same time as we did so there's not like they had any additional rest and so i was like you know I know he hasn't managed the championship before. He's used to European leagues, the Premier League, where there is a bit of a break between games. But he's going to have to get used to that very quickly if he's going to see out the season. Because if he sort of starts blaming everything like that and heads drop and we end up losing games, he will lose his job. And I don't want him to lose his job because I like him. I like his style of play. I like him as a manager. And I think we have sort of, you know, we've got someone very good at the helm, but he does need to essentially suck it up. And keep pushing on and realise that it is a long, hard slog of a season, but we do have the squad quality to be able to come out of it and get promoted.
1: Did anyone come out of that game with their dignity intact, do you think?
0: Harrison Reed, I think, yeah. probably the the one person in that. I mean, even like, uh, Sam, you put out Cabano in the first half, he was good. Um, you know, Dennis Sedoy, yes, that was a bit of a poor. Uh, attempt at defending for the third goal but he he's looked right but we do miss Kenny Tete in that position but I think Adoy in the games that he's come in I think he's stepped up and he's done a, a good job for us but he's definitely not starting right back aside from that no I think it's just it all was just a shambles
1: and he even ended up bringing on Seri didn't he um, for, for quite a lot of the second half so I think you know I think he just needs to hold his hands up and say that he made a mistake there. But let's come on to a silver rating anyway. I don't think there's any point in um, in asking who your man of the match was because nobody's getting the man of the match award for getting hammered for one. The fans, so, the
2: fans yeah. get the
1: man of the match award. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That'll do. Um, except for the ones that were going after that guy in the blue rain, Mac. <laughs> um, Us. You and I get the man of the match award. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, out, out of 10, Sam, what, what would you... What would you give Marco Silva for this one?
2: I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. I think that dropping Sarri and Tossin was a mistake. We, he did disrupt the back line and we really miss Seri in the midfield. However, we should have still won the game with the team he put out. Maybe they were tired, which is fair enough. As Morgan said earlier, we don't know what goes on in the training ground. We don't know. Maybe it was a, a tactical decision from what he's seen there. So, I'm going to give him a five out of ten. I think the subs he made, to be honest, I don't have any complaints with. He had to change the game, bring on some attackers. Admittedly, Cavalero did come on and immediately gave the ball away, which then they scored their fourth goal from, which wasn't ideal. Behind yeah, the go, straight in the middle, not a great performance from Silver, but I don't think it's atrocious. I think if, yeah. if that... If that had been uh, Scotty Parker
1: that had made those changes, and we came on here to do a um, to do a rating, I think we'd probably be giving him a two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna give him a two because I think his mistakes cost us the game. His his tactical mistakes cost us the game yesterday.
0: I I was gonna go for a four. Um, I don't think the conditions helped. Um, I don't think we were uh, we didn't adapt enough, and it was it was kind of you look at it and go we should have adapted the game plan. To suit the conditions, but realistically do we have enough time? I mean, I don't know if they look at the weather forecast beforehand, but I mean it was pretty torrential. And we just we looked yeah, we did look tired out of ideas. Whether you know that's Silver's fault or not, who knows, but it's uh from the point of view of the the starting lineup, I think dropping Seri where it was it was a bad move. And I think it cost us Tosin not so much, Um, not so much of a big deal about that. But yeah, I think Seri being dropped really sort of uh, was, it took out our main linchpin in that midfield and we need him, essentially.
1: Yeah. All right, lads, I think we should probably leave it there for this one. Uh, If you're still listening at this point, then you're as bad as us for wanting to punish yourselves. But thank you all the same. We'll be back probably on Thursday this week with our international break quiz. In the meantime, have a great week, folks, and speak to you soon. Cheers. Fulham